1: Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfe with REMAX, the Golfy team.
2: Welcome to the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton edition with host Rick Zamprin. Good morning once again. Another awesome day in the city of Hamilton. And we're going to have a great time over the next hour talking about real estate and housing and everything under the sun in this phenomenal sector because there's a lot to learn and a lot to react to with some of the uh, really intriguing stories that are making news these days. Of course, if you want to get your house sold in the Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara, Brantford area, You got to call the Golfie team, the number one REMAX team in Canada at 905-575-7700. The website is robgolfie.com, robgolfie.com, and they are dominating the social media game on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You guys are on threads now, which is amazing to see. Uh, I'm not sure we need that one at this point, but it's it's, it's another avenue for you to connect with people in the community, yeah. so it's great to see that you're on there as well. Uh, we got lots to talk about today. We'll talk about Ontario cottage country and how prices have crashed. We're going to talk about the um, new mayor of Toronto who wants to see a big change in how property assessments are done in this province. There's a really interesting story out of the Netherlands in terms of um, aiming to ban the rich or wealthy individuals from buying homes in a certain price point. We'll also talk about multiple offers in B.C. and how their system is going to be changing. Strangers coming together to buy some homes in the ultra expensive Vancouver area. But as we always do, we'll start with what is going on in your real estate, uh, real estate life this week, Rob.
1: Well, I'm just going to briefly talk about what's been happening. I, I, got, you know, some of the numbers in the first 10 days of, uh, of what's happening in real estate in the area. Now unit sales are down so far versus the first 10 days of last month versus this month. And I've kind of expected that, uh, cause we are finding that the market is, uh, kind of softening up quite a bit in uh, unit sales and, uh, things are changing out there. And, uh, I, I, and it's, it's hard to gauge. We'll get the, you know, the final numbers once uh, the month is over, but I do feel that uh, the summer months, and I even told my team this, that it's going to be a flat summer and you're going to have to hustle even harder uh, to, you know, to get the sales going just because people this summer, um, the only ones that are moving are the ones that have to move. And uh, people that want to move, they're just going to probably stay put. You know, if they're look, you know, people that are looking to change the house because of lifestyle or whatever, um, and people will wait around and and see what the market's going to do. But I do feel the summer market is going to just flatline uh, right up until uh, September, and uh, and that that's what's, that's what's going to happen uh, in in my opinion this sh- this summer. I, yeah.
2: What percentage of those who have to move uh, are in the boat of they have to move because their mortgage is up for renewal and they can't afford the payment. Are, are we seeing a lot of that? Some of that, a little bit of that?
1: We're, we're, starting to see a lot of calls coming in, people uh, questioning how's the market, what's going on. And, um, it, 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 there is a lot of people, the renewals are coming up right now. And, but the bulk of the renewals are going to be next year. And, uh, yeah, there, there, there's some people are thinking they want to downsize a lot of people like, like, mortgages i mean it's increasing quite a bit like it's it's affecting it is going to affect people lifestyle um and and it's 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 going to be tough and and that's what's going to cause the summer market to be kind of uh quiet in in a a certain way so people are going to sit see if they can afford their house and they're going to continue on and then and until they get choked and that's when they you know maybe it might be too late and they and they and they got to do a fire sale and that's, uh, that's what happens. So you got to really plan a uh, way, ahead. you got to plan ahead right now. You got to be very, you know, no more Starbucks coffee. Go to Tim Hortons instead. Cause it's a lot cheaper. You know, you can't buy no, you know, no restaurant, uh, lunches every single day, uh, or dinners. You know, I mean, you have to really take care of and watch what you're, you're going to do, um, with, uh, with these interest rates that are, you know, the way they are with the renewals coming in. And, uh, even my son Daniel. His his mortgage is is going up quite a bit, and I mean he, he's he's planned, he's prepared for it. He's good. He's going to stay where he is, and he's going to go forward. And but uh, but yeah, like it, it it's going to dip into a lot of people's uh, income, and 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 people aren't going to spend money.
2: Yeah, that is a sad reality going forward for many who are uh, up for renewal. That is for sure. We're going to talk about uh, how rising interest rates are going to impact the markets uh, a little later on in the show, but you also have a story about a, an elderly man. What's going on with him?
1: Yeah. So I, I, I received the call from this elderly man and, uh, and I, and, and this just tells me the impact of the inflation that's happening, uh, in, in the world or even in just in Ontario. So I get a call and he calls me and he's got a nice property. And th- this one was in Niagara on the lake and he's got a, you know, nice lot and he, called me said, listen, I need to talk to you. And he didn't want to give too much information. So I met with him and he said, you know, and he said, hey, take a look at the property. And it's just a nice lot. It's about 80 feet wide by 100, I think, 60 feet deep. Beautiful lot. And um, he was hoping that he could sell the property and live there for free. And, you know, pay, he'll pay the utilities and everything. Hmm. And um, and live there for free from a, you know, and, and this was... And and I said, you know what? I go. I think if you had like you know thirty acres and and it was maybe it's and it's within the boundary of, of development, I think that could happen. But they only give you a couple of years free to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've done this. And I said, you're just a, you're just one building lot. I said it, it it it's not going to happen. It it just it you know. And I said, do you ever you know think about reverse mortgage? He goes, no, I don't want no debt. And I says, well, like because you could tell he's, it's tight for him to live there yeah. the house is paid for it's tight for him to live there property's worth about 750 to 800,000 huh. and you know and he's on a pension and and that's it and and he doesn't want to leave there doesn't want to leave but and he's trying to find different avenues where he can stay and and i get it but i said and and he cuz he was telling me about somebody else that they did this and i said yeah but but the conservation bought the the lady's house or developers bought i remember i i sold five acres to one um, uh, developer and they let the guy live there for two years they, <laughs> didn't, they didn't care just hey you pay the utilities you pay all that we'll take care of it but but in two years you're out like wow. you are know, because we're crushing the house down it's it's going. and uh so those things do happen and he's thinking he thought his property was worthy of of him living there that a developer would buy as an investment. It's just, I said, you know, maybe if you had 10 acres, that was development land. Yeah, but not, not that way. And I feel, I feel bad for the guy because, because, because of, of the cost of living that's happening out there, some seniors just can't afford to carry their house anymore. And they're kind of getting pushed out of their home. Mm-hmm. And where are they going to go next? I mean, they, they, they've got money once they sell the house, but they don't have where they're living anymore. So, and, and it's tough, it's a tough situation, and I feel I feel bad for the guy and I, I I just said, you know the only way you can do it is if you partner up with somebody or somebody buys it, you still live there and you know and work some kind of deal out with somebody and uh, but it, it's it's hard to gauge it's hard to gauge
2: yeah the the one thing that comes to mind for me is you know this this senior citizen who obviously yeah, that the budget is extremely tight, but if he were to sell the home to a developer and still live there but pay, Rent to live there, as opposed to living there for free and just paying the utilities, that might work. At least the investor can say, "All right, we can get a, a roommate or two, and then you know, really make you know some some good coin." But yeah, living there for free was would not be mathematically sound for any investor.
1: No, it it, it wouldn't be. And I worked out a I worked out like uh, a, a a a solution saying, "Hey, what if you uh, paid rent?" Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, and but he he doesn't want he can't afford to even pay rent, wow. so there's no way that it it'll work. There's no way he he will have to probably eventually sell the house and uh, move into something smaller or a condo or something that uh, that is not as expensive. Like I mean, he's got his taxes, his utilities, and believe me, this guy he is not living uh, like this guy. Like if you're walking around his house at nighttime. It's dark. Hmm. It's like you're bumping into things in his house. I'll tell you, because this guy does not have any light switches on at all. Like he is watching every penny that he uh, that he's spending. Wow. He's watching everything. So I silly. feel sorry for the guy. And uh, he's definitely have to figure something, uh, a different solution. Yeah. You know?
2: Well, to that and it's not going to get any easier for um, many homeowners, especially those with variable rate mortgages. You mentioned your son, Daniel, and how, you know, he's up for renewal and things are going to be OK. But there's a lot of Canadians who are, you know, going to be struggling because, you know, when they were uh, with a mortgage of, of 2% or less, and now it's going to be five, five and a half, six, six and a half, whatever the case is, um, it's going to be tough sledding. The average borrower with a half a million dollar mortgage can expect an increase of $1,000 to $1,150 in their monthly payments. So just think about adding an extra grand to what is already going out of your bank account. And a lot of people saying that, uh, you know, the interest rate hike is going to have a dampening effect on home prices. To that point, do you see that happening?
1: Absolutely, I, and I, I feel that is coming uh, definitely next year, and 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 it and it's starting to happen now. And I think that's why the market is softening up this summer. Like right now, we're in the in the middle of summer pretty well, and and it is softening up, and uh, and I'm noticing it. And the one thing I I found that, and I think it's gonna I think it's gonna change a lot of the other different dynamics coming down the pipeline, Rick. Um, I was just talking to a friend of mine. He's got a, a fairly large company and uh, like manufacturing and and, and assembling company. And they just laid off 50% of the workforce. Hmm. Now that is scary. And, 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 I know we're coming up to a break, but I'll I'll, I'll elaborate on that just after the break.
2: also want to get into, after the break, the average rent in Hamilton. It's gone up again year over year. It's up 15%. I'll I'll get Rob's sense on where that part of the equation fits into the real estate sector as well. Of course, if you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a house, call the number one REMAX team in Canada. That's the Golfy team. The number is 905-575-7700. Again, 905-575-7700 Online at robgolfi.com That's rob G-O-L-F-I.com. And you can also get an instant home estimate Online at golfihomevalue.com Plug in some numbers at golfihomevalue.com And you get a pretty good idea If you want to put your house in the market Or have to put your house in the market That'll give you a good sense of what it could potentially go for On the open market Golf Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition Continues on 900 CHML And welcome back to the Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900CHML Rick and Rob Rob Golfie is a sales representative with REMAX Escortman Realty, the Golfie team Check them out online at robgolfie.com, that's Rob G-O-L-F-I.com. It's the number one REMAX team in Canada Yeah, that's the Golfie team, 905-575-7700 Call them up to get your home sold for top dollar in this ever-changing market 905-575-7700 And on On social media, whether it's Instagram or TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Threads is a thing now. You can find them on those social media feeds. Still to come on the show, we'll talk about what Toronto's mayor is up to in regards to property assessments. We'll get to multiple offer disclosure forms in BC and whether or not that could make a difference there or even come here for those in Ontario. And if you have a property in Ontario's cottage country, you have likely seen the value of that property go way down. Before we get to all of that, I want to get into Hamilton's uh, rental rate scenario. We've seen that um, the average one-bedroom apartment in this city is now, uh, on average, $1,870 a month. That's up about $260 from last year. Two bedrooms going for just shy of $2,300 a month, up uh, $277 from this time last year. What is that doing to the the whole housing market in general. What kind of pressure are you seeing?
1: A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure on uh, tenants. Uh, they're they're afraid to move and they don't want to move, even if they get relocated. Let's say their 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 job is. Let's say they live in Hamilton and their jobs in Niagara Falls. They, I mean, they may be able to find something cheaper there. No no problem. But pe- but if within even in the city, the biggest problem that renters are finding right now is that when Let's say a landlord owns a, a single family home hmm. and he says, okay i'm i'm gonna re- sell my house well guess what that renter now will probably have to be, vacate and move and has to find something similar because that's what they're used to but something similar is going to be almost 20 to 30 percent more and they can't afford it and that's what's happening so a lot and and that's what's causing so much problems uh, with housing in, in not only just in Hamilton, but everywhere. It's just getting expensive and people don't like, like, like my tenants, some of them are asking, you know, will you sign a, a you know, another two year, um, uh, a, a agreement, like a lease agreement. I say, yeah, no problem. And just because they don't want to have to uh, uproot and leave. And, and if you're a tenant, go to your landlord, get a lease signed so that you're locked in there because it, once you sign the first, the original lease for one year and then that year is up, you're on a month to month basis. So get an updated lease every year or, or get a two year lease so that you're, you're locked in. But for the landlord, then, then he's kind of locked in. He's committed to you. Like he's, you know, like nobody's going to buy a single family home with a tenant in there. And it's that much difficult to sell that. So you, you have the tenant doesn't have anything to worry but but, but the landlord, he's, he's going to have a tough time. So he's got to know if he's going to keep it or he's going to sell it. So, it, it, it's becoming difficult. Everything's becoming more expensive. There's a shortage of homes out there. More people are moving into this country and it's just going to continue, right? Like we're so backlogged. It's going to take 10, 20 years to catch up.
2: Wow. Uh, can you do a longer than two year lease agreement?
1: You, you, can, and you can, and you can put down uh, increases of what the rent can be each year after that. Um, and that's not a problem. Uh, it just depends on, uh, you know, the tenant and landlord, what do they, they agree upon yeah. and, uh, which, which, which I think is good for, uh, more, I think it's more good for the, uh, the, uh, tenant than the landlord. Cause the landlord has no problem filling that, that unit up. Like he has no problem, but, but to secure, if you're, you're a tenant, I would do that. I would get that, have the uh, oh. landlord, get that lease done so that you're, you're there. I have, I have one couple. They they moved in. I don't know how many years ago, and um, they uh, they asked me, "Are you ever going to sell this place?" I said, "Listen," and, and they and and they were really upset because they had to move and they wanted to stay in the same neighborhood. They have the one child. Um, I said, "Listen, I, I I don't. I usually keep everything I own, and so as far as you're concerned, I, I will make sure that your child be able to grow up in this neighborhood. So not a not a problem. So they've been there, I think, pretty close to five years now. So. Um, and, and they're happy about that. They're happy. I, you know, and they take care of the house really well. So I, I, you know, I, I've probably been in that house maybe twice in five years and every time I've been in there, it's been great. And, and they tell me everything that they're doing, but again, they're great tenants and I'm, 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 and I'm, I'm fulfilling my word. My word, mm. I I, I them my word is that I, I I would not sell it as long as they're living there. Yeah.
2: But and that's a win win because it's a it's a great scenario for you. You have a tenant that you can count on that is doing great things in in the house and, and they obviously want to be in that neighborhood. So this is, you know, the best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, no, it's good. It's great. It works well.
2: Just some final thoughts on the the interest rate heights. I know you had a, a point to make just before the commercial break. We saw a quarter point increase uh, midweek. It's now 5% for the central bank. Obviously, interest rates, mortgage rates going up. Uh, your your final thoughts on uh, the impacts that we're seeing? I, I think, you know what, it's going to be it, It's tough. I, I mean, people don't,
1: uh, don't like it, especially the people that have mortgages that have to renew. Those are the ones that are, are, are going to be hurt the most. The new the new buyers in the market they're they've uh, adapted to that they' they're getting a pre, pre-approved to that level um, so they're not going to be hurt as bad uh, I mean you know they're hoping that it'll eventually come down maybe a, a point a point and a half eventually down the road but it, it is going to have an effect and now what the what the other thing that's happening is this is going to cause a recession and and what happens is now, if a household has to spend 500 to to $1,000 more on their mortgage, that means that's 500 to to $1,000 less in the economy uh-huh. that's going towards consumer goods. Now, just like I was saying, a company that I know, um, it, they laid off 50% of their workforce just because of that. And they supplied, I'll tell you, they were a big supplier of Amazon, uh, in the, it, like, like for trucking. So, so, and, and other companies are holding back also. So now if companies aren't shipping as much, that means product is not moving. So product is not moving, but that means it's not selling. So there's, there's a trickle down effect that's going to happen right down the line. And we're going to feel it either next year in the spring or this fall. It's hard to tell, but I know guaranteed we're going to feel it next spring. And uh, so it's just it it just has to, it's just a readjustment, and it's going to be a readjustment in the economy. It's going to be a readjustment, and in, and in, in possibly in the housing. It's hard to gauge how it's going to go. I know in the past sixty, seventy years, uh, housing prices during recessions they still hold, they they hold. They don't move up that much. They just stay they stay standstill for maybe a year, year two years, and then they start climbing again but it's hard to gauge where it's going to go. But I do feel that uh, the middle class and, uh, family is going to get hurt the hardest in in, uh, in the upcoming year.
2: Flows in nicely to our next topic, and that is co-ownership. We've talked about this um, for for a few years now, co-owning a home. But it's usually between friends or really good acquaintances where they come together, they pool their resources, and they live in the same house, they co-own Said house. In this case, a really interesting story out of Vancouver where two families, complete strangers, are co owning a home. And basically, they utilized a new company called Coho BC. It's a collaborative home ownership, which is basically pairing couples or individuals together to get in on a home. So there was a family of four that moved into this particular house, I think it was a couple of years ago, with uh, another family and and they had not even met the family before, you know, jumping into this, you know, website scenario. And then when they did meet the other family, they thought, "Well, wow, we we really like these individuals. We have the, the same kind of thought process. We think we can get along well with them." And so they go in on this house. One family lives on the main floor, the other owns the second floor and the attic. And you know, with the average price of a home in Metro Vancouver currently around one point two million dollars, uh it sounds like a great scenario. I'm I'm envisioning co ownership being maybe the, the next big thing if it isn't already. I, I would
1: do it if I was young, and I you know, and I was married and and I had uh, one or two um, you know young kids, and and if I couldn't afford it, it's it's my it's your way of getting into the housing market. It's the only way there, uh, unless you got help from parents and if you don't have that, then you, you're gonna have to make uh, find a, a a way to to be homeowners of, of of a property. Now, these two families that are moving into this house together, if they stay there for five years so it's five years out of your lifetime that you are going to uh cohabitate one house which which a lot of people do anyway you know they live in a duplex or whatever and but it's just that your owners now it, it in five years they'll build up enough equity that they can go separately after and sell the property mm-hmm. and buy it their own house on their own and yes, there could be problems. There's no doubt you're, you're with a stranger. So it's, it's a good way to, you know, maybe go out a few times in, for dinner and, 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 and learn each other's things, check each other's houses out, you know, say, Hey, look, well, you know, you live pretty, you know, tidy and clean. That's great. You know, they both do that. And, and you kind of get an idea of what they do for a living, you know, the parking situation, how many cars and all that kind of stuff. I think it's a great way to get into home ownership. If I was young, I would do it. There's uh, and I and you will and you'll probably start seeing that happening everywhere in uh, in Ontario, like Toronto and and, and maybe in, in Hamilton, Burlington, everywhere. Yeah, like it's just the it's the only way to do it. There's no other way to to afford a home.
2: And well, the way I envision it is, and in you know earlier on we were just talking about interest rates and how they're impacting mortgage rates, obviously. And if your mortgage rate is going up uh, by a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars or two thousand dollars a month, you might be thinking wow, yeah, we can't afford that. What if we brought in another co-owner for the house? Uh, I, obviously, you can rent the basement and whatnot, but you might get a bigger bang for your buck if you go the co-ownership route, if uh, as opposed to selling the house, because you have to. At least you retain part of it, continue to build that equity. I, I can see this really taking off.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, It's less of a down payment on your part. You're splitting the down payment. Uh, if you own a house and you need some cash, Bring in a partner and say, hey, listen, I, I'll, you know, I need X amount of dollars. You pay the uh, half the equity out of the uh, house uh, from the current owner and the new owner, the, the the other owner that comes in and joins you, gives you. And that helps them with uh, not putting as a big down payment. And, and you live there for a while and, and you just continue on. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's it's I'll tell you, immigrants, that's how they do it. They all live together, but it's more family. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's friends, friends from the. From a different country, you know. What I mean, wherever t- country you're from. Hey, I know Dave and I know Steve. Hey, why don't you come on? Let's live over here. I know you guys from the same town as me. Let's. I, I'll I'll bring you guys in. They stay there for a while, and they help
2: pay for the house and everything else. So yeah, it it it, it it's going to be more and more popular coming up. I mean, soon. so uh, also in BC. This is interesting. This all starts on July the seventeenth. And what the province is doing is going to be implementing a disclosure form that must be completed in cases when there are multiple offers for a property. So the disclosure of multiple offers presented form is going to list the offers that a seller received and the brokerage of record that submitted them. What it won't include is the amount offered or any conditions that come with it. So the selling realtor and the homeowner are going to be required to sire, uh, sign this form and then share it with everyone who submitted an offer no later than one calendar day after the seller accepts an offer. And in a statement announcing this whole thing, the Real Estate Board said it seeks to balance buyers' rights to transparency and disclosure with sellers' rights to privacy. Your thoughts on this new disclosure of multiple offers presented form. Do you see any hiccups with it?
1: No hiccups. I love it. And I'm glad they're bringing that in because it keeps everybody straight. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times you don't know who the other agents are bringing offers in. So now let's say, let's say that uh, there's a house for sale and there's five offers on it. And then you find out. Hey, wait a minute. Why did this offer get accepted? You see the numbers after. Now you have the list of agents that brought those offers in. You, as the buyer that didn't get it, say, "Hey, how did? Like, how, what did you come in at? What? Did, like, you, you can you can discuss it after it's done, after it's firm, and you can you know figure out why that uh, seller took that offer, mm-hmm. or 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 find out. Hey, wait a minute. Like you like it." Total transparency. I love it. Everything's above
2: board and I'm glad and I hope they bring it to Ontario and I'm all for it. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty good system. Uh, earlier this week on Good Morning Hamilton, you joined me to talk about a really uh, really intriguing story out of the Netherlands, which didn't fly, but the proposal was very interesting, so much so that we talked about it on the show. And that is, in the Netherlands, there was, uh, I think it was the Minister of Housing who brought in an idea to basically force people who are wealthy citizens um, to not invest or not buy houses that are priced for low and middle com- middle income earners. There, uh, I e, you know, if you're at a certain wealth point, you could not buy a house, uh, say that was worth you know half a million dollars Canadian. Um, and we had a good discussion of this on Monday. Your your thoughts just before we go to break on on clearly why this didn't fly.
1: Because the the, the middle number, let's say that if you bought let's say they put the benchmark price for 500,000. So uh, wealthy people can't buy any house 500 or under. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I, I would be the consumer and list my house at 505,000. I want that wealthy person to buy my house. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but you, you know what I mean? Like that, you're going to drive that middle number up high. You're going to drive that, uh, that marketplace of homes up high. And it'll just, it, it's not a good thing. That's why I got shut down fast. And it, it's, terrible. I, but, uh, I do have another but, question. Hey, I do have
2: another, Yeah, I do have another question I'm going to ask you about this on the other side of the break because I'm intrigued to, to hear your answer. And I don't think we talked about it on Monday, so we'll get Rob's a fresh take on this uh, new uh, new slice, of these, uh, this piece of pie out of the Netherlands. That is next on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.
2: And welcome back. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative. REMAX is Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them on the World Wide Web at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call the number one REMAX team in Canada. That's the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. And you can follow the Golfie team on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Threads. You can also send them an email with a topic idea or a question that we'll get to on a future program. That email is questions at robgolfi.com. questions at robgolfi.com. Just before the break, we were talking about this uh, idea in the Netherlands, which did not fly, and basically it would prevent wealthy residents from... Uh, buying a home that was intended or at least priced for low to middle income earners, anything $500,000 Canadian or less would kind of be off limits for those wealthy individuals. The solution, in my mind, is to just build more homes, make make the supply more available. And that ultimately will at least bring prices down or make them stabilized. Is, is that not the correct response or the way to go?
1: It, it is. Just build and build and build, and you'll see housing prices uh, level off or stop growth. And uh, and they they just didn't do that in the last fifty fifty years. Uh, like since the seventies, they built more houses in the seventies than they do now. And we got our population just hit what forty million people. Mm-hmm. And what was our population in the seventies? Like it's just it, it, it's 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 not. It's, I don't understand it, but. But they just got to build more apartment buildings. They got to build more housing. They got to just keep building and never stop. Just find incentives for uh, developers uh, to build uh, faster than they can now just so that they can catch up to the housing uh, market. But, uh, yeah, absolutely.
2: It is a double-edged sword because all these immigrants, one and a half million over the next few years are going to be coming here. They'll need a place to live. Uh, are we going to build homes fast enough? Do we have the skilled labor force to do so? I mean, these things are all big question marks. Oh, oh for sure. And, you know, it, it's going it's
1: to be a disaster because you're going to see people living on top of people. And it's already started. That's why they got laneway homes. That's why they're allowing uh people converting their homes uh basement apartments in there they the government's doing everything and they're allowing all this to happen because they know they need it so and and Vancouver was doing that like thirty years ago mm-hmm. like they were putting every every vancouver in in, in in Vancouver has has a basement apartment like a friend of mine moved out there about i, I think- 20, thirty years ago and he had and a basement apartment when they bought their first house out there and he, and the house that he lives in now has a basement apartment. So like, that's how life is in Vancouver. And it's now it's
2: coming this way it's, in Ontario. We're seeing that now. Yeah. It, it is not one of the easy answers to, because, you know, the government officials are saying oh, all the right things. You got to build more homes. You know, Doug Ford wants to build one and a half million homes in the next 10 years. I mean, the, the messaging is great. The, the fact of the matter is that when it comes to the planning departments, municipally, that's where things are slowing down because not enough homes are being built. There, there's too much red tape. It takes months to get things done. Oh,
1: it does. And and I know Doug Ford is trying to alleviate those uh, red tape uh, for developers and builders, and but it's still taking too long. It's, and, and, it's, and, and it's causing a lot of problems, and, it, and, and it's just going to get worse unless they do something and, uh, but it's, we'll, we'll we'll see. And I'll tell you five years from now, who knows? Like, I mean, what's going to happen, but it's going to be, it's going to be tough. We're, 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 we're going to be at a shortage for a long time. It's going to be a long time before we actually catch up to what we need to get to.
2: There is a new mayor in Toronto, Olivia Chow, officially uh, enshrined as the mayor midweek this week. And she wants Uh, MPAC to get updated. The Municipal Property Assessment Corporation, uh, she feels, and this is through a Toronto Star investigation as well, uh, needs to have updated data and a re-evaluated formula after the Star found that the city's most affordable homes are being overtaxed while many mansions in Toronto are catching a break. You can check it out on thestar.com. It's a really interesting story in which uh, uh, MPAC assessed the most affordable homes at values higher than their sale price, more often than it overassessed the most expensive homes. So much so that some of those homeowners getting tax breaks include a retired tennis professional, a Toronto sports team executive, and a former Toronto Blue Jays infielder who all own or owned homes that were assessed at significantly less. Than what they paid for them in 2016. So I'm going to ask Rob after the break what he thinks about this and whether or not impact needs an overhaul and uh, what impact that could have. We're also going to get into cottage country and how prices there have absolutely plummeted by as much as 60%. Where do they go from there on in? We're also going to get into another common mistake that home sellers make when selling their home. That's all next here on the Gulfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900
0: CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.
2: Last go-round on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rob Golfie is a sales representative with REMAX's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team, the number one REMAX team in Canada. Call them today at 905-575-7700 if you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a house. Go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And you can follow the Golfie team on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well, Threads as well is also a new thing. You can check them out there. Uh, First things first, MPAC, Toronto's mayor, Olivia Chow, wants the Municipal Property Assessment Corporation to go through a bit of an overhaul. She wants better data, updated data, and a new formula to calculate how properties are assessed. How do you feel about this?
1: You know what? I, I understand it. And I think some of these houses they're probably talking about are in neighborhoods that are mostly medium priced houses and uh you know sometimes you'll see this you know mansion built in uh, a residential neighborhood where the average let's say square footage of a house is 22 2300 square feet meanwhile you got this four-thousand square foot home and they kind of averaged out um the probably the the tax or the uh you know whatever uh tax situation there um but but they do assess it a lot of uh, by square footage now I, I don't know, like like, like let's say uh, neighborhoods like um, the Bridal Path, where they're all big mansions, mm-hmm. homes are worth $10, $20, 30000000 million. I think that whole neighborhood is assessed at a, at a high rate already, or, or whatever whatever number they formula they go by. And I think that formula is the same right across the board, but, and it works in favor for the high-end homes versus the medium and lower-priced uh, homes. And that's where she's probably looking at and say, hey, why don't we get these people that can afford these expensive homes? Let's have them pay a little more money. I don't know if it's a way to go. It's hard to tell. Um, I, I think uh, you know. Again, once the government gets involved and starts changing things, it, it, they they mess up the uh, the economy a little bit, and it, you know, um, it, it's hard to gauge. I mean people do look at the taxes when they're buying a house. They say, you know what? I don't know, like I, I'm I'm not going to touch this house. There was a house on the Hamilton Mountain and it was years ago and their taxes were so high and and whoever bought this house, it was the biggest house in the neighborhood. Their taxes were so high and and it needed updating and nobody would touch it. For two reasons. It like they had to put money into it and plus the the taxes were too much. It just so if they start messing around with the taxes, they're going to get to a point where they're going to have a lot of empty houses out there that are just sitting and rotting away, and people aren't going to touch them. And you know, I I just like the city's got a formula. Just stick to the formula, and uh, you know, and and just go on. But I, I get it. Like you know, I get they're trying to get. Toronto is always in debt. <laughs> They've always got <laughs> they got to they got to they got to pay a lot of things. Like like they also want to uh, increase. The uh, land transfer tax on houses that are three million dollars or more. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the land transfer tax is already double in Toronto. They doubled it. Now they want to increase it more. Like, it, it, like, it, like if you're buying a three million dollar house, I, I, don't know what the land transfer tax is. It could be like thirty thousand dollars. They want to increase it more. Like, you're almost going to have to pay a hundred thousand dollars to the to the city just wow. to buy a house. It, it's just going to get to a point where nobody's going to want to move. There's not going to be any exchange. And, uh, and it's, and, and it's just going to drive everything down. And it's, you know, it's just, it's a tough situation. Yeah. Again, those prices, $3 million houses, actually, that'll be great because people are going to pay 2.99 million dollars for the house and and who knows <laughs> uh so they don't have to pay that extra land transfer tax
2: yeah absolutely um I, i'm not sure we're gonna have time for the ontario cottage prices report so maybe we'll save that for next year because i are next a week but i did want to get uh to the other common mistake that home sellers are making when selling their home and that's not being ready to go i'm surprised how
1: many people you know we put their houses up for sale and they, you know, we get them to, you know, clear everything, declutter and everything. And, and, and a lot of times the sellers, they just sometimes don't care. And they just, you know, they, they want top dollar, but they don't care. And they leave everything out beds unmade, uh, dishes in the sink, just tables, <laughs> mess, uh, just clutter everywhere. People, if you want to sell your house and, and, and the main objective is to get you, the most amount of money, why don't you tidy up, mm-hmm. clean up, organize? You will get that. You just got to take care of your house and make it tidy and show ready
2: to get sold. It doesn't take much, right? Like just keep just keep things in order. I know it might be tough if yeah, you have a, you know, a few kids and maybe a dog and a cat and things are getting crazy in the house sometimes. But yeah, always be ready to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of going, we got to go. You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for The Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. And don't forget, if you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a home, call the number one REMAX team in Canada, The Golfie Team, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com rob fantastic program as always and thank you out there for listening to the golfy real estate show we're back next saturday at nine on 900 chml the
0: proceeding was a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 chml